Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We have set up a, a Patreon, a Patreon, a Patreon, a Patreon, a Patreon. We have set up a, a Patreon. Patreon, Patreon, however you want to say it. A Patreon. We have set up a, a Patreon. What that does is that just helps us get things like train petrol, ticket, train petrol, ticket, train petrol, ticket, train petrol, ticket, petrol, 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 petrol yeah. for you. And it helps us get to bigger and better guests. Bigger and better guests. We'll be doing cool little things on there, like nice little giveaways. Giveaways, you can put in your questions and then we can we can talk to you. Um so yeah, please go on to www.patreon.com forward slash overrated everything. We're on. Cool. Um Tomo. Yes, mate. Here we are. Podcast number two. I know. Um bit of a weird situation, podcast listeners. Because we've we've just finished recording podcast one intro and outro, um, and and this is going behind the, the scenes and dis- destroying the magic. But um, now we're now we don't know how one's done. It could have absolutely done terrible. It could be flopped, and this literally what I'm saying now might never be heard because we'll just go. You know what? That was a bad story. But hopefully, hopefully you listen to this now. Hopefully yeah. we'd you know. Podcast one was all right. No, I think it was. Well, I enjoyed it anyway. Yeah, and, I loved it. Yeah, you know, even if it, you know, we'd love to do more, but you know, if if that is not be the case, then I've enjoyed. I enjoyed, you know, both of them, and mm-hmm. you know, especially this one as well because it was such a learning curve for me. Yeah, because you. So, so this one, obviously, again, uh, if you've clicked it, you will know that we're speaking to uh, Lewis Bison Briggs, who is a Salford slash Mancunian uh, battle rapper and rapper. Uh, his overrated topic today is Biggie Smalls. Something you don't know a lot about. No. Well, I, I obviously know who Biggie Smalls is. Yeah. Um, sometimes getting mixed up with Big Nasty. Oh, okay. Similar names. Similar names. I can yeah, see what you're yeah, thinking yeah. there, yeah. Um, no, but yeah, obviously I know, I know who Biggie Smalls is, and obviously I know who Tupac is. Yeah. And um, so when we when when uh, Lewis said that he was going to come on and that this was his overrated subject, I was like, I, I remember ringing you going, yeah. Bro, I said I don't really know that much, and then I thought, actually, no, this could be quite good to learn something new. Yeah, I um, think... and it's been like I've I've really enjoyed it. It's sort of it, it's been my it's all I've really done for the last sort of three or four days. And that's it because we have to go away and do our homework, I suppose. Because like I don't know a lot about sort of sporty subjects. I know you do football, mm. especially. So if we do have future guests who uh, want we'll to talk about a football team or, or or sort of football as a whole or whatever, then then they can. You know, mm. and 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 whatnot, and and I won't know much about it, but I'm going to learn. And, and, yeah, and yeah. I think if you don't know much about it, you know, don't shy away from clicking one of the podcast um, 
that you don't know the name of the guest of or you you don't really know much about the subject because that's the beauty of it, I guess. It's yeah. like learning. Like, like I've loved this with you because I remember when we lived together back on This Is England 86 um, and I used to play... <laughs> it's funny you remember. I, I don't remember I don't, anything. I remember <laughs> the brief bits that yeah. I do remember, but bear in mind, guys, we were sort of 19, 18, 19-year-olds. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had we had a lot of fun on that on that show. Um, but we lived together. We had a flat together, didn't we, in, yeah. in uh, good old Sheffield? And um, I remember I I left my house. I, I was at my mum and dad still at the time, and I was like, right, I'm going to live in Sheffield for two months. I am moving all my shit. And I moved all my shit. Um, and I sort of like my PC with me, and I had a, I had a great little sound system on this PC. Um, and uh, I remember just blasting hip-hop all the time. And then I remember you told me one day, you like, don't, don't, never really listened to much of this. And I'm yeah. like, what? Like, I grew up on this. Like, what are you on about? And, I, and it was nice educating you. And then I think you mentioned in the interview, uh, I think you did, or we've chatted about it anyway, we went to Milan recently, didn't we, and DJed over yeah. in Milan. Um and uh, you you were playing songs in the shower. Yeah, so so I I like with mine like like we discuss in the podcast. Um, if you press shuffle on my um, Spotify, mm-hmm. it will go from anything from Ed Sheeran to yeah. Andre Kelly to Tupac to Biggie to Justin Bieber. It can go anywhere. Um, and I was listening to. I think I was just. Um, I was just, I had a bit of Tupac on while I was getting in the shower. Yeah. Um, and you said to me, you went, just because I'm here, bro, you don't have to play Tupac. I and I was like, I was like, mate, no, it's just what I'm into at the minute. Um, I love your impression of me. Are you, what are you, Manchester? Yeah. It's the, the impression I do with your daughter. My little girl, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I got married in June uh, 2017 and, um, uh, Tomo always does the impression of my little girl uh, thanking me for. It was for... the most amazing thing. So, so the, the best men and the bridesmaids have done the speeches, and uh, little Phoebe, bless her, she would have been two. She'd have been. Two, She'd have been yeah. three. Yeah, two or three. And she said, "Daddy," she went, "Let me say something," <laughs> and he passed her the mic, and she went dead nervous, and the whole room was just looking at her, and she just looked around, and she went. Thanks, Dada. <laughs> and it was just like the cutest little thing. But um, anyway, we're going off the subject. That's fine. We can do um, that. This is the intro, mate. It's what it's yeah. about. People just, you, we just chat on the intro. We just cut cut the shit and just chat and like, yeah. Um, this this one for me, like I said, again, you know, I, I'm the same as you. I'm very eclectic when it comes to music. Um, I grew up, uh, my gran listening to like Northern Soul and Motown, a uh, bit of reggae. She loved R. Kelly. Um, Ooh, your grand did. Your grand loved Ar wow. Kelly, yeah. Yeah. Don't know how she'd feel about him now. I was gonna say naughty, yeah. didn't it? Um yeah. but yeah, no, so yeah, you know, that kind of that kind of music um was always really, really prominent in uh, in my childhood. And then my dad, he was into kind of eighties a lot. Um my mum I think she just liked ABBA and that was about it. <laughs> um so I grew up around a lot of music, then I got it with my cousins, started listening to hip hop. But I love all sorts. Like I say, you go through my... There's beauty of Spotify as well, in it, nowadays? Yeah, yeah. You click on my Spotify and you go in from, you know, uh, anywhere from Eminem to Frank Sinatra within yeah. within a couple of songs. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah, John it's Lennon. Out, yeah, it's, it's everything. Oh, yeah, J- John Lennon it's as well, got everything, obviously. man. Like, everything's on there, which is why it's so beautiful. And, yeah, I mean, it, it, but it's been brilliant to sit and learn, like um, Lewis was saying, back when he was a kid. Yeah. He um, he couldn't spend a fiver a month on Spotify because that's it. Yeah, but he could maybe spend a fiver every two months on buying 
an album uh-huh. and two pack or you know you couldn't go out and buy five or six albums like you've got at your fingertips now yeah like say you have to you had to pick what you listen to and I and I remember even when I was sort of a teenager just stolen from HMV like I used to <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, I remember like being a teenager and having like I say like a CD Walkman in school and I and I remember I had uh, Eminem uh, I had a couple of Wu-Tang CDs um, and uh, couple of uh, maybe early 50 cent and stuff like that so i was very into hip-hop um, what was the first album you ever bought just quick uh, marshall mavis lp so it's mine was curtain call oh yeah oh, my wow. first yeah I that bought, shows the age difference i, I bit, bought though. my mum um when i first got paid from this is england i bought her a robbie williams um, Lovely man, yeah. i think it was millennium mm. i think it, it was something like that but the first album i ever bought was eminem curtain call oh nice yeah. i mean say bought for me it was it was marshmallows out people i think i got birthday money and they said what do you want and i was like that, that guy who sings Real Slim Shader. Yeah. And then I was gutted because that song isn't on the Marshmallows LP. But oh, then I listened yeah. to the Marshmallows LP yeah, and I was yeah. like, shit, that album. Yeah, yeah, Probably yeah. one of my top favourite albums of all time. Brilliant. Um, I'm going to listen to it on the drive back to Grimsby. You should, man. Today. Have you not heard it? You've heard it? I, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to have another go on the way um, But yeah, so um, just music in general, like you're saying, like this this obviously is, is on one particular artist mm. being, uh, as Lou thinks, overrated. That what got me, as you can tell. I can hardly talk now. Because um, I love uh, the Notorious B.I.G. And uh, me and Lewis, um, I know Lewis quite well. Uh, we work together a bit. and um, Doing raps. We rap do, battling we, together. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, uh, we we both uh, do bits of work for, for Unilad. Shout out to Unilad. Um, and uh, we uh, got chatting about uh, rap, uh, Tupac, Biggie, that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, he, he said he thought Biggie was quite overrated. And I was like, what? Yeah. Like, to me, it was like, whoa, um... So yeah, so we invited him in yeah. to uh, chat about Biggie. Um, and obviously, if you don't know who uh, Biggie is, uh, Christopher Wallace, uh, rapper from New York, the East Coast of America, um, grew up quite educated, didn't he? The, you, yeah. you, you, we watched Notorious yeah, last yeah, night, yeah, did yeah, a bit yeah. of homework. Yeah, yeah. Grew up quite educated. Um, you know, his mum brought him up. His mum and dad were Jamaican. Um, brought him up in New York, in Brooklyn. Well, no, his um, his dad left. Yeah, well, his dad left. Yes, yeah, dad sorry, left when yeah. he was really young, so it was down yeah. to her, and she worked like a couple of jobs to to bring him up right. Yep. Um, he was a smart kid. Um, mm. according to a all big sources, kid. by the age of ten. Yeah, he was a big he, lad. He was caught. That's where he, he got his nickname, Biggie. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah. Started dealing drugs very early on. I think ten or twelve. I think he started yeah, really dealing drugs. Young, yeah. Um, which is which is madness, crazy. Um, but again, you know that's. Uh, we talk in the podcast there about how, um, why, I guess, in Manchester there was a bit more of a, a hip hop scene to to Grimsby, but like you know, I remember like it's a city, obviously, and like I remember kids as young as ten yeah. doing drugs. See it now, see yeah. people walking yeah, yeah. around Manchester, not maybe ten, maybe about 11, like twelve, thirteen kids sort of selling drugs and stuff like on the streets, and it's madness. Yeah, uh, he grew up doing that. Um, obviously, um, then he got a rap uh, album. Um, it, uh, started recording. He did it for fun at first. Sorry, he started rapping for fun at first. Yeah, just on the streets with his friends, wasn't it? Yeah. Then he got uh, a rap album, Ready to Die. Recorded that. That popped off. Mm. Um, he became friends famously. You can't, I suppose, do a podcast about Biggie without mentioning the Tupac. other heavyweight. Yeah. Yeah. Which Lewis does. Yeah. Um, in the chat. Um, another big kind of heavy hitter from back in the kind of early to mid nineties. Um, obviously the, the the they became great friends quite quickly. Yeah, uh, I think Tupac uh, apparently brought Biggie his first Rolex. 
Yeah. You've never, just saying, you've never bought me a Rolex, don't know. <laughs> um, and I've then, got you a Casio in the car. Oh, cheers, mate. Is it the one that we got given from yeah. Rap for, for Night? <laughs> I've got one of them, cheers. Um, yeah, so basically, uh, they became friends. Uh, then, uh, unfortunately, uh, something happened at Quad Studios, something like that. Tupac got jumped, uh, got shot four times, uh, survived it, but blamed Biggie for being a part of that. That then kicked off a rivalry mm. uh, across, across the It's a shame, man. Imagine if them two collaborated. Imagine. Imagine that. Wow. I mean, there was... Uh, there was Instead, we got Black Eyed Peas. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, there was... We got... Uh, there, was a, there was a track that, obviously, they did posthumously, or however you say that word, where... Um, uh, running. Um, you must remember that one. Why am I trying to live? No, no, no. Tune. Maybe it's because of the way you're singing it. Maybe it's because I just absolutely destroyed that track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so anyway, so yeah, they, they, they caused a bit of rivalry that pitted sort of east and west coast against each other, rap fans against each other. You know, um, I I was too young to remember it any separated of America. It, it kind of did in it in a way, mate. Yeah, it really did. Like it was it was kind of a big deal. Like if you were in yeah. New York and you were playing, you know, Tupac. Like you'd be you'd be frowned upon, and in certain times, I imagine you'd probably be beaten up, if not worse. And the yeah. same if you were in LA playing Bigger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Biggie famously went and did a, uh, a an award show in Sacramento. Ah, you're thinking in '95. Okay. Uh, the, this this was a show I think he did in Sacramento where he started singing "Who Shot You." Oh Stop yeah, 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 yeah. Then there was the what you're thinking of is the uh, Source Wars in 1995, where um, uh, Shug Knight. Tupac's kind of manager and record producer, I think. Yeah. Uh, he stood on stage and basically called um, Bad Boy Records out, saying that Puff Daddy was always in every... Why is Puff Daddy got to be in every In every video, yeah. And yeah. all that, yeah. Um, and said, you know, if you want to be making, want to be a real rapper, come join us on the West Coast, come join us, uh, uh, Bad Boy... Uh, uh, sorry, Death, Death Row. Row. I think they were launching an East Coast Death Row as well at the time. Yeah, there was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then... Because um, uh, Shug let... Um, Tupac run that it was his own thing wasn't yeah, it yeah Cause yeah because Tupac was from New York yeah of course and then he went um, moved over when he was young yeah. he did yeah so yeah so the two the two obviously and there uh, became a bit of rivalry um, like I say pit the coast against each other sadly uh, Tupac died in September I was going to say 2000 September 1996 yeah if I'm not mistaken uh, he was shot in um Las Vegas on the on the Las Vegas Strip or, or thereabouts Something like that, yeah. after a Mike Tyson fight uh, then a couple of months later you know big, after that Biggie famously said you know like he'd, he'd heard that big Tupac had been shot and yeah. Biggie was just like what again like he didn't yeah. realise that he died he was like oh yeah Tupac's been shot yeah. Tupac's always getting shot it's just Tupac he realised that he died and then um, you know, sadly. Uh, but then he was getting a lot of shit, Biggie. He yeah, well, I think he was. I think it, I think because of the whole media hype and stuff like that, I think people genuinely thought he could have had something to do with it. Yeah. Um, I don't think they ever caught who got Tupac. I think they, 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 they kind of know who he might have been or something like that. Then five months later, uh, Biggie was then killed in California. Yeah. Which obviously is the West Coast. Uh, same similar kind of thing. We were saying this last night, weren't we? Like, um, obviously Tupac got shot. In a car, at a traffic light, car pulls up next to him, unloads a load of bullets. Tupac didn't die in the car, he died a couple of days later in the hospital. But the same thing happened in California with Bigger, pulls up to traffic lights, whatever. Yeah. Car pulls up next to him, and then, yeah. It's, it's, it's mad. It's, it's crazy. It's such um, it's such a weird thing mm. um, to have to worry about when all that you're doing is making music. Yeah, that's it. They're just You're doing, you're doing what you... Imagine in a, wor- a world in which we lived, if... 
I was going for an audition for a film. Yeah. And you got it. Yeah. And I'm like, right, I'm going to go to Manchester and fuck him up. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. essentially what they would Yeah, that's what it. it was. They, would, they, they both actually in the day. And there I guess, was artists. They was doing what they love doing and... It, it, the media got a hold of it like That's they do it. now yeah. like they do now they get something that they can see that will bring out outrage mm-hmm. and it's like you know and, and, and they get that and, and they nurture it and they force it down everyone's throat and that's you know in a way the media well it was one killed, of the first killed Biggie I think yeah I mean it was one of the it was when that kind of time as well was when the media was jumping on shit like it wasn't mm. it wasn't too long after like the OJ trials like yeah. you know the OJ yeah, trials yeah, course, like, yeah, they, yeah. they were like that was when people that was famously like I think like the first time people had watched like the news. A, a car being chased down a highway and it was like it's a car but it's OJ in it and 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 it kind of brought that celebrity uh, thing about yeah. celebrities can be bad guys and stuff and obviously from the OJ trials you've got the the Kardashians now which is yeah <laughs> um, so yeah so uh, you know that was the first case that and then obviously yeah and I guess the media were just jumping on mm. anything of that hype and then this yeah. kind of stoked the 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 fire. But that being said, anyway, so that's a little little dive into if you didn't know who uh, Biggie was, um, our guest today, uh, Lewis uh, Bison Briggs, uh, battle rapper and rapper from Manchester Salford, uh, slash Salford, sorry, uh, reckons that he's overrated. So we got him in the studio to chat with him to find out whether he was just a overrated uh, poet fogged by nostalgia or whether he actually was one of the greatest rappers in the world. Mm. Let's uh, drop the interview of uh, us and Lou. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, we have got Lewis uh, Bison Briggs in the studio. What's that, dude? How's it going, mate? Yeah, cheers for joining us, mate. Oh, nice one, mate. Nice one. It's better being in the sunwood ginger there anyway. So <laughs> I'm happy with this. Yeah, I can relate to that one, mate. <laughs> nice, cool studio. We can just see. Are you all right near that window? If, I know you can't see this guy, but he's near a window. on the back of my neck, so I'll be all right <laughs> for this shot anyway. So, um, anyone who doesn't know, Lewis, you are a rap battler coming from yeah. Salford. Yeah. Uh, tell us a bit about that. Like, rap battling, man. Like, what's, what is it? 
Uh, it's mad, you know. It's like a fight, but with your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, basically, I was a rapper before. Anyway, I was rapping for about about eight years before I got into it, and then randomly I went to some event in town. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Manchester, and there was quite a few people there. That like Jack O'Connor was there hosting it, so oh, it was right, quite okay. like it was a big draw to this event for some weird reason. Other than Jack's that, massive in... into his rap as well. So other than yeah. that, it was a good night though. Yeah, yeah, it was a yeah. great night. <laughs> <laughs> I think people only went because uh, the blonde girl from in between us was there, and it was, everyone was like, "Oh, there's loads of like that Emily Attack, right. Emily yeah. Attack, yeah. oh yeah, mate." And was like, a... "Oh, there's loads of celebrities here," so ah, I was like, yeah. "Go on, I'll go pop down here." What's it? It's just loads of people. Rap battle, and I'd never seen it before. I've watched like eight mile, and yeah, yeah, it yeah. wasn't what I'd expected. It was just like loads of white college kids all shouting at each other. So I thought, yeah, go on, I'll jump into that. Ten years later, I'm doing it now, Done it. running a business, yeah. doing it, yeah, yeah, because yeah, that tells you. <laughs> so, you, she used to work with Dolt Flop, yeah. So, I ran Dolt Flop's Northern Division for three years, wow, until man. last year. And Dolt Flop was massive as well, wasn't it? Oh, like, massive, yeah. I remember watching videos of that, uh, a couple of years, like years back now, and, and just buzzing over. Um, just yeah, it was just class. Like I didn't know that went on. Yeah, didn't know yeah. rap battling went. I thought like yeah. eight mile, you know. And then like, I remember doing it a bit at school, which we'll yeah. cover talk to <laughs> later. But yeah, and then so now premier battles. Yeah, premier battles just set up this year, and that's football themed. What's the deal there? Kind of yeah. So uh, me and Shotty Horror, who's a rapper from Manchester, uh, we had this idea about seven years ago where we was gonna do battle raps. It's the same content, so yeah. going against each other. But in team format. Okay. So we thought we'd bring competition of football into battle rap. So you basically have to work together as a team, come up with tactics to beat the opposition team. Sick, sick. Uh, so I'll base in a team format. So there's a, um, there's five teams in the Premier Division. Next season, we launch the second division, the Toronto Division, and hopefully the South African Division. Nice. Wow. So trying to, yeah, we're trying to build like a, a FIFA of battle rap. That's class, man. Uh, so it's just been mad, but... When we came up with it, we didn't at the time the scene wasn't ready for yeah, yeah, yeah. what we wanted to do with it. It was still don't flop style, so two people that was it. Uh, but the way the internet's gone, and we've got like we're a network subscribe, so we use YouTube, it's like Netflix, yeah, yeah. Um, everything's <laughs> kind of fell into place now with don't flop dying. It's just I was out of a job obviously because don't flop died, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, shot don't flop with, flopped, yeah, don't <laughs> flop flopped, yeah. <laughs> He's been wanting to say that all day. <laughs> All day. Oh, mate, it's, uh, I'm kind of glad it happened, to be honest. It was coming to an end. Um, but it's we, we've literally, um, we did a podcast um, and we talked about technology yeah, yeah, and yeah. How, how it can help and change the world. Yeah. Episode and, one, go and listen to it. <laughs> and um, we were just saying, like, with, with, with that, I mean, without YouTube, it would have been a, a, such oh, a, yeah. a more difficult... Without YouTube, I don't think any, it probably wouldn't even still be going. It'd I mean, be a we wouldn't have Justin thing. Bieber without YouTube. Do you know oh what I mean? Oh my That's god! Imagine that world. Do you know what I mean? That in, is in an what absolute kind of world utopia. Would we want to live in without Justin Bieber and Baby. Thank God for <sighs> YouTube. <laughs> so anyway, let's get back to the topic. So you're here today. Yep. Got an overrated uh, subject that, to, to be honest, mate, it's pissed me off. I'm not going to lie to you. Can't look at you in the eyes. To be honest with you, no, I'm only joking. Um, yeah, tell us what you what you think is is overrated. So I'm going to start where this came from. So me and yourself were chatting about yeah. two or three weeks ago and the conversation of Tupac versus Biggie came up, which is like the standpoint of hip-hop for you. Oh, for yeah. And I came out with Biggie's overrated. Yeah, That's man. That's a big and statement. It, I don't it, want to stand by that. It, it pained me when I heard it because like, I'm, I was kind of, I, I'm not, I love Tupac. Like, yeah. I'm, you know, I've got to put across a case for Biggie in this podcast, but guys... I grew up listening to Tupac, all that kind of West Coast music, like N.W.A., uh, Snoop, all them, Tupac, like that was my childhood, and I love Tupac. 
And I didn't really hear that much bigger. Juicer. Yep. Maybe hypnotized. That's all the kind of tunes I'd heard. Maybe one more chance. Like the, the ones that you, you, you were kind of in the charts. Yeah, the now. famous ones. Um, <laughs> and then I went away. I was about, I remember I was about 18 and I listened to uh, Ready to Die. And it blew my mind, man. I was like, I felt like I'd grown up. I felt like I'd gone, wow, what have I been missing here with this guy? Like, he's just, yeah, he's, I mean, we'll get into it, but like, you know, he's, he's I'm not saying he's better than Tupac. I'm, I don't know. I, am I? I don't know. That's a, that's that's some. It's like when I when I was starting to realise I'm an atheist. It's an internal battle that I've got, mate. Do you know what I mean? Coming from deep? a Roman Catholic Irish family, uh, it's the same thing. It's like I love Tupac, but fuck me, Biggie Smalls is sick. Um, and interestingly, Tomo, you're not like you're not bothered either way. You're not massively. No, I mean for me, um, I've always been into music. But I mean, if you press shuffle on my song on my um, Spotify. Um, it can go from Justin Bieber to Big E to Tupac to yeah. Arctic Monkeys to um, Andrea Bocelli. It can go any. It can go anywhere. Like I've got certainly my music taste is so broad. Um, and then when when Andy mentioned this um, that you said about Big E, and I thought, all right, well, I'll I'll do a bit more research into it, and and I looked into it, and and, and also into the Tupac Big E thing as well. Um, and I watched the the. Um, it was it was amazing to do it in, in one day actually. Yeah. So I watched um, Tupac All Eyes on Me, and it was amazing to watch that and get his side yeah. for what he stood for and what he was doing it yeah. for, and then the same day to watch Notorious, mm-hmm. and it was just amazing to see how that the, the, there was both in it for different things and yeah. and how Biggie actually rapped about what he did and how real he was and everything that he said in his in his raps. Nine in ten things was actually true. Whereas Tupac grew up and he, he was a clever man. He was a genius, but it's sort of some of the things that he rapped about wasn't necessarily true. Yeah. Mm. Um, so it's been interesting. It's been a brilliant. It's it's a good topic for me because you know I've I've learned a whole different sort of genre of music. I've learned all about the East Coast and the West Coast. And yeah, you didn't know that was a thing. No. because obviously that's that's no. one. Of oh the... yeah, yeah. If you don't know the story, if you don't listen to Tupac and Biggie, you won't really know that. No, and it, it's, unless it, you're f- not from them, them yeah. areas as well, I guess in the, yeah. the, the mid '90s. In the '90s, yeah. But no, it was good. It was good to sort of. So, did you grow up on, with that, or was there a different sort of aspect into um, to battle rap? That, that... yeah, kind of. I, I got into hip hop pretty young. Like one of my best friends, his brother, he's like a couple of years older than me, probably five, seven years older, and he was mad into hip hop at the time. I was, I don't know, probably eight, nine years old or mm. something. But he was into like Murder Mace and yeah, um, Tupac and Biggie. And I remember one day he put a Tupac on one. Um, it wasn't even Tupac, actually. It was a digital underground CD. And it was, funny enough, Tupac's first ever professional single he released yeah, was yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and he heard that and I was just like mad for it at that point. And it was like, by this time, I think it had been a year or two after they both died. Yeah. So, But I was still only a kid. So I grew up listening to it, not even knowing they were dead because Tupac was still putting music out constantly. Mm. Um then it's only until I got like twelve to thirteen, I actually realised they were both dead. Yeah, went yeah, back yeah. and caught up with a whole thing because growing up, I'd always heard like you know, fuck the West Side, fuck the East Coast, and all that. Yeah, and I was yeah. thinking, why are they saying that? I didn't quite get it because I was a kid. Yeah. My mum used to go mentally she hear me listen to the CD. But the second she was out, <laughs> Biggie or Tupac was straight. It wasn't even CDs; it was cassette tapes. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah, a little bit of sellotape on the top because it'd been re-recorded <laughs> over. Um, but yeah, I. It's one of them, like you say, I, I wasn't massively into Biggie for yeah. a while. It took me a probably, because I was so, t- sounds mad saying it now, but I was so team Tupac. Like, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It was a bad thing when you was a kid. If you liked Tupac, you listened to Biggie. I was exactly the same. That's what yeah. weird, wasn't yeah, it? It was yeah. like a, 
It was like Bloods and Crips. Like yeah, you can't yeah. like one yeah, or the other. Exactly. Yeah, you were saying compared, exactly kind of compared it to that last night, and it was yeah. it did become that kind of oh, yeah. gang kind of thing. Because I remember at similar to you, so I kind of grew up on hip hop. Like yeah. my uh, my gram was into kind of Motown and soul and things like that. So I was always surrounded by that kind of music, like Northern soul and stuff. And then my cousin was like massively into hip hop. Yeah. Um, and he hang around with him and a couple of my other cousins and um, they only really listened to like the old school stuff um, and so I did like I'm, yeah. I, you know like Nas and like say NWA Beastie Boys people like that who were like forgotten about well not forgotten about now obviously but like do you know what I mean like NWA yeah. nobody really knew who they were five years ago they bring out <laughs> one film and everyone's like yeah rolling down the street in my sixth form like I tweeted that about ten years ago you idiot piss off but like yeah, and, and, and you do, you grow up. I think, like, even though it was years after all that, like, I remember I probably yeah. got into Tupac around probably about 99, 2000, started chilling with my cousins a bit. Yeah. So he'd been dead a couple of years, and yeah, even though they'd been dead, like, you, you had to kind of pick a side still. No, you, yeah, it was like, like I say, it was like Blood's Crips, United City. Like, if you liked one, you, it was impossible to like the other. It's mm. mad how it, how it meant so much. It was more than just. It was more than music mm-hmm. as well, like yeah. especially on on the Western East Coast in New York and in LA. It was it was it. We were saying last night it it was a rap battle that become a war. Yeah, between yeah, the coasts yeah. and people was dying and. Well, it ultimately ended, I guess, in 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 the two people that were kind of discussing, yeah. you know, yeah. un, untimely deaths, man. Like Tupac was what twenty five. Yeah. yeah, it's younger than me now, man. Yeah, set, yeah, younger like, than you, yeah. You know, Biggie was round about that age. Yeah, they're both and, the it's same mad, age. and it's mad how music can take that that tone. I mean, now, I mean, what? Imagine Conor Maynard's fans fighting against <laughs> Justin Bieber's. <laughs> I don't that. know who he to, is. It wouldn't have the same. Well, One Direction against the Justin Bieber's. Okay, I know. You that know, that it just wouldn't is. have the same effect. Yeah, and of it's course. just like how it, it's just changed so much the music. And yeah, I mean, obviously you can tell from the fan base that Justin Bieber or, or One Direction or Nicki Minaj or any of these big celebrities that have got these sort of big following like the um, Tupac and Biggie did have back in the day. But it's amazing how much more real it was then than it is now. Yeah, man. I, mean, I guess like part of that as well is like, you know, people people nowadays, music's so much easily accessible. Like Lewis yeah. was saying before, back in the day, you had to you had to hide a tape or a CD from your mum. You had to go out and buy a tape or a CD, you know, and you'd buy that one particular genre yeah, yeah. of music. And nowadays, what... like, you got Spotify, like, you can listen to Marilyn Manson one minute and then, you know, John Lennon the next. And, it's, yeah. you know, it's cool. I remember but... that. Sorry, mate, just like you're saying mm-hmm. on that sort of subject, I remember being a kid and it wasn't even... Fa- the way you found out about a new song was there was a pirate radio station in London mm. called Buzz FM, and you could only get it on a certain like frequency. frequency. You used to have like, a coat hanger coming <laughs> out of a stereo, and they played the brand-new hip-hop ah, from sick, America okay. at the time. And if your signal was rubbish, you'd miss bits of it, but you'd be recording on a tape. And like it was like gold dust in school. If you had that, people were swapping better qualities. You had better frequencies really? at the time. Ah, it was like gold. That's how I pretty much grew my hip hop knowledge through Buzz FM. Right, so so okay. how, how old are you? I'm thirty now. So you're thirty. So how, that's just changed so much what? in in that time. Yeah, oh, yeah. How yeah? How easy? It, I mean, yeah. I suppose Spotify and, and iTunes and all that have changed the music scene. Uh, we're so the last much. kind of um, sort of era of subcultures, I guess. Because mus- subcultures come from music, yeah. you know. We've obviously done things in the past, subculture-wise, you know, when yeah, it's all been based around music, um, you know. And I guess nowadays there's not subcultures because kids don't have to choose. Like, say, you, back in the day you'd go, right, I I, I like, you know, um, 
the electronic music. So I'm going to get well into that. Yeah. I oh, like you're going to spend the only ten pound. I'm going to be a skinhead. And the only ten pound that exactly. you've got, you're going to buy a two pack album yeah. or a biggie album. So you Whereas get, now you get ten pound. Well, five pound a month. You get your Spotify. You've got everything. It's sort of. Yeah. Yeah. So coming back to it then. So I mean, you did what I did. You you you, you listened to Biggie when a bit later on. Yeah. Like. What? What? Why? I was still. Why are you still hovering? I was him? still listening. I'm not even gonna lie. Like, I was a mad Tupac fan. I was still yeah. listening to Biggie. But if anyone asked, I was like, Nah, fuck Biggie. Not, yeah, not yeah. even paying attention to him. Don't care what he's got to say. For me, I just think it, I'm not taking nothing away from him. He was a great rapper. He did what he did. But to have him in the top two of all time, not even top two, Ooh. to be debating if he's even next to Tupac as the greatest of all time. So I think. would he make? Where would he make? Would he make your top? I think he make no top ten. Ooh, top, top 10. ten. I think he'd struggle to get in the top ten. List them really? off. List them off. Yeah. Off top ten. In no order off the top of my head. Um Tupac, Eminem, Big L, Jay-Z. Okay. Method Man. Ooh. This is where we're getting into it now. Jay-Z. Uh, did I say Big L? Yeah, he said Big L third, I think. Shit. He's <laughs> running low now. Yeah, yeah, I'll put I would put Biggie in there. Biggie yeah. probably be sixth, seventh. Peer pressure that one, it. Yeah, I'm <laughs> put in there now off the top of my head. That'll do. Top yeah, 10. At yeah, least he's yeah. in top 10. I'm happy with that. But yeah, no, I mean, again, you know, I am one of them, like, for me, um, I, I I, would be fighting still a little bit inward with, with Biggie and Tupac there. But if you if you held a gun to my head, I don't know. I'd, I'd kind of maybe have to go Biggie, I think. I don't know. What's making you go Biggie over Tupac, though? Just like what Tom was saying before, um, you know, Biggie, you know, it's not glorifying it or anything, but Biggie did it, man. Biggie, what he's talking about, he you know, he did, he, he he was, he was on, and, and this crushed me when I found out as well, like, you know, weirdly, it shouldn't, like, don't advocate violence to anyone, but Biggie's talking about doing this and doing that, and he's actually done it. Tupac's talking about doing this and doing that, and he studied ballet with Will Smith's wife and was madly, in, do you know what I mean? Like, like there's that point of it where I'm kind of going, okay, you know, as an actor, was Tupac just an act? And and if so, mint, like it was, and I think it wasn't, he got into the whole fog life thing, obviously, yeah, yeah. he got he got in with death row, and, 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 you know, he 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 became that sort of uh, character. Yeah. Um, but Biggie was always that, that. That was Biggie. Like we're... that's all it is. It's a character, though, isn't it? It's like that. Like uh, th- there was a quote from, I think from P D or Puff Daddy. Um, P Diddy. He said, um, "You can be from the streets, or you can rap about being from the streets." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. it's like you've sort of got to take that because you you know if you if you especially nowadays yeah if you was to if you was to be on a record label. You can't do the things that you say that you're doing because it's just like people are, are offended so easily now. Yeah, people are worried about real stuff, but obviously, yeah, you can't you can't, you can't, you can't you sign can. an artist yeah. and go carry on selling I crack, think, mate, and think, we'll make songs about it. I think right. the thing is as well, though, like Tupac went to, so he was a ballet dancer, but he went to performing art school where yeah. he was an actor. So ballet was part of the the sort of yeah. curriculum that he had. I've been to that in school. You have to do a lot of shit. Yeah. Did you do ballet? I did a... I well, there you go. touched on it. And you rapped oh, a yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah exactly. So <laughs> maybe I am Tupac. But the thing with Tupac, like, for me, is, like, I think you have a fog and then you have an educated fog. Tupac yeah. was an educated fog. Yeah. Biggie was a fog. Yeah. Um, fair enough, he did some performing art school, but at the same time, he was raised by one of the leaders of the Black Panthers. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, he went to prison for shooting two police officers. Like, he's... I mean, we're not glorifying any. No, of this. no, we're no. Just saying but I'm just he saying, did live that life from yeah. that perspective of Tupac was faking everything. He wasn't. He was just educated about the way he spoke about things. Mm-hmm. Like a fair lot enough. of the, a lot of the stuff he speaks about. Fair enough. Biggie was saying, you know, kick off your door, waving the four four sort of stuff. Like Tupac wasn't rapping about Kick that. Kicking, kicking, and uh, <laughs> 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 I had to say that a little bit clear. Um, but he says, 
with Tupac, he was a lot more. He's always said it in his music as well. Like he isn't saying he's a gangster. Yeah, he's yeah, portraying yeah. where he's from. Yeah. So he's telling the story. People love Nas. Nas is the same now. Yeah, so oh, Nas yeah. isn't a gangster, but Nas will portray the area he's from because the media around doing it. Well, like the um, looking out my project windows is just saying this is what I'm seeing. Like exactly. it's not me, but I look out of my project windows and. Yeah. You know, it's highlighting what's actually going on. Yeah, he's just a and journalist. Like, yeah, like like with Tupac, that was one of his things. Like he he wanted people to know what it was like. Yeah. And like you said, with the media and the police, who was giving him such a hard time mm. of it, you couldn't get the the message out that Tupac was getting out on this massive broad scale. Yeah, know, yeah. And, and Biggie albums. Biggie said that as well, didn't he? I know I, I know it's in Notorious, uh, which we watched last night, didn't we, together? But Biggie said that about Tupac. Like you never know what. Tupac you were going to get one yeah. minute it was uh, Fug Life the next minute it was Philosopher and that's right because again like you know I'm, I love him and I remember when I was younger reading um, you know poems that he wrote like uh, Rose That Grew From The Concrete yeah. about, yeah, about Jada Pinkett Smith um, and things like that and like he's, he's he's a poetic genius man there's no there's no denying that but um, just have to pull you up on a point go on then so uh, you know you're saying like you know um, Tupac's well educated and, and all that I think yeah. he was a smart guy Biggie was a very smart guy. So, you know, I mean, there's that famous thing <laughs> where, he, where, his, where his teacher said, oh, you're going to end up like a garbage man. And uh, he went away, did his research, came in school the next day and was like, how much do you earn? 24,000. Right, well, a garbage man earns 28. So I'm going to be making, you know what I mean? Like things like that, like his lyrics as well. There's a lot of like really <laughs> smart stuff in there. Like one of the lyrics that I've wrote down, which I think is probably, I think it's probably my favourite is uh, on Ten Crack Commandments, yep. and this is just poetry. Uh, yeah, so it's rule number seven. This rule is so underrated. Keep your family and your business completely separated. Money and blood don't mix like two dicks and no bitch. Find yourself in some serious shit. That is just, like, <laughs> poetic as fuck, man. Poetic is like... nice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not it is, nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just... I'm not like I'm not saying he was the worst rapper in the world. No, I just think for me he's overrated in the sense of is he considered the greatest of all time? Mm. When for me, like don't get me wrong, <laughs> I love Tupac. A lot of my top rappers are from New York. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I yeah. wouldn't put Biggie in the top five from New York. All right, okay. When you look at people like well, DMX, yeah, Jay Z, yeah. like for mm. me, they Biggie's had one album, so he had Ready to Die, which was a classic. And give him that one. Life After Death was... Yeah, like Life After Death. Do you think... For top albums of all time? Oh, I don't know, mate. I, I fucking love that. Tupac had like 15 albums. Yeah, but Tupac was going a, a long... Not a long time before Biggie. So Tupac released his first album in 90, I think, when it with Digital Underground. Yeah, yeah. Um, Biggie, by that point, was still in school, I think, or just like just got out of school. So, And then, like, you know, it, it, he didn't release his first album until 93, 94... And then died in 98, Bigger. Yeah. Yeah, 96. Oh, 96. Bigger died in 97 then, yeah. sorry. Yeah. You know, so he didn't have enough time. And then, you know, like, um, I know Tupac obviously was a grafter, wasn't he, famously? Yeah. He was in the studio. We're still putting out new day. music for him now. That's mental. Yeah. He's, he's written over 700 songs. Something like that, yeah. Apparently there's, what did I see now? Something like two months worth of material that's never even come out. It's crazy, isn't it? The Which... guy must have grafted. Well, they both made. They both died. Was it? They both died at twenty-five years old. So yeah. they both had the same amount of time on the earth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Tupac. Yeah, yeah but I mean, like I Would say, you... Tupac. Tupac was always growing up with the mentality of, 
I'm going to be an artist. He, you yeah. know, he, he went to arts college, whatnot, actor, or uh, and, and he wrote poetry. So he always knew he was going to be an artist. So, he, he, you know, I'm guessing if you've got that mentality, do it. Biggie just fell into it yeah. a little bit. Biggie, yeah, was, yeah. Biggie was selling crack on the street corners, making his mates laugh while he was stood there, you know, in his red and black lumberjack with a hat to match. Um, and, you know, just Someone's kind of... done his research. Yeah, been, <laughs> 25 plus years or whatever. I've been listening there. to him since I was a kid. That's it, that's all I know, Biggie. Um, but, you know, so, obviously, yeah, Tupac, Tupac put a lot more out and, and that's fine. And there is there is some songs of Tupac's work. There's some of the newer stuff, I guess, I've not really listened yeah, to. Yeah, I don't listen to the newer stuff. Yeah, and which isn't newer stuff, which is weird. Yeah. If you think about it, it's still raw. I think like, what you have to look at with the newer stuff is it's all touched by new engineers, new yeah. softwares, new producers. Yeah. So it sounds probably nothing like we what was, you recorded. I, I was saying that the, the, the sound of old school rap is nothing like what it sounds oh, like no. nowadays. No. No. They're all mumbling and shit now, yeah. talking about like yeah. Xanax and stuff, man. It's not... It's, it's, it's just mad, a different it? it's, game It's now. just completely... Even just, like I say, the, the way the beats hit your ear, you, mm. the way it sounds in your head is just like, it's just not the same. Oh, it's yeah, I listened to, what was it the other day? Uh, Nas, um, Illmatic. So it's yeah. one of my top five albums of oh, all yeah, time. Oh, yeah, same. Not listened to it for a couple of years. Went back to it the other day and the audio recording, bear in mind, I just had on before that... Um, Summer brand new, I can't think. Of it. it might have been new J Cole album. Do a leap, that's a good album as well. Do a leap, uh, <laughs> <laughs> One kiss is on it. <laughs> Need that as a chorus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I think it was J Cole's new album. And then I switched on uh, just on Spotify scrolling through and I seen it immaculate and I thought, God, I've not listened to that for years. Yeah, yeah. Put it on and I had to turn it off after two or three songs because the audio recordings were that bad in my headphones. Yeah. It was like I can't physically sit through this album now well, well that's why they say get it get it get it on like a CD or get it on like a oh yeah a I've got a CD and everything of it it sounds perfect it was just because it went from something so clean and audio produced in yeah. the studio to just the rawness of it it was like I, I still love listening to old school hip hop like, a lot of the oh, new yeah. stuff like you say it sounds too over programmed and produced and too much art. It's too perfect. Like it's that. too like. Yeah, there's no rugged. Yeah, 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 yeah. You I need someone to artist. come in and, do you know what I mean, just shout down the mic, yeah. like bigger or someone like that, you know? What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and, 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 yeah, I think it is that because I think, you know, it's again, it's one of them, like, there is a few rappers who still kind of come from, I guess, the streets and have that realness, you know. Um, there's a few, like, coming up, but like, a lot of them now, a lot of them are like rich kids who, like, just, do it and try and do it and do it as like a hobby and break into it, which is which is quite mad. But I, yeah, I'm with you. I still like that rawness and I like yeah. shit that makes you laugh. Like I like, um, what's his face who I've got dead into? Uh, Tyler, the creator. Like yeah. The people yeah. are like just, just dicking about. Like if it's going to be new hip hop, like dead, dead guys. Joe, Joe Cole's one. Jay, my mate Jay on the camera. Hi, Jay. He put me onto that. And I'm like, Joe Cole, the footballer. Not Joe Cole. It's called Jay Cole. <laughs> Jay Cole. Joe Cole. <laughs> Joe Cole. Joe Cole. Out Joe Cole, the left winger for England. Yeah, he's brilliant. He's uh, scored great goal against Germany. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, so what, I guess, I don't know what I'm going to say. Like, what is it that got you into rap in the first place? Because, like, let's face, same with me. Like, you know, we're white sort of working class lads, yeah. you know, thousands of miles away from where this music was being made. I know a lot of great grime and hip hop is made in the UK now, but sort of late yeah, 90s, yeah. early 2000s, there wasn't that much, I guess. What got you into, what, what made you listen to a guy from the West Coast, the East Coast? 
Uh, you know what? Growing up, my mum, like, same as you, really, my mum was always madly into Motown mm. and soul music, so I got that, but my dad was massively into reggae. Oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah. So kind of, when I heard hip-hop, the first, I can't remember what the first song was, but it was my friend Dean, like, so my friend Jordan, sorry, Dean was his older brother that I mentioned before. I was in his room and he was, like, just getting into Children of the Corn, um, ah, right, them old yeah. school, like, the early DMX sort of stuff, and I remember being in his bedroom and I was like, it didn't sound nothing too... It sounded like a mixture of Motown and reggae, but, like, completely different with that rawness to yeah, it. Yeah, And I liked that from the get-go. Like, I remember he, he had... He bought mm-hmm. a single. I can't remember what single it was. And it had the... Inst- oh, it was Mob Deep, Quiet Storm. Okay. And he had the instrumental on the, the thing, you know, the tape. So when you used to buy a single, you used to get the song, the remix, and the instrumental. Right. So he was playing that, and he just used to start, like, freestyling off the top of it. I was probably only eight or nine. And I'd just take the piss, like, freestyling over Shit. the top of this beat. I didn't think nothing of it until a couple of years later. I um, was on the internet. Remember when you used to have, t- like, chat rooms? Yeah, 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 like, yeah. What was I often frequented Parachat. Parachat. No, I was a teen chat head, me. I was teen, on teen chat. chat, yeah. I was on teen Tom chat. Tom still on it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> chat, <laughs> chat roulette. <laughs> chat roulette's the naughty one, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was on a teen chat, and there was a group there called Rap and Hip Hop Fans. Okay. So I remember clicking on that and people were battling but with text. And yeah. I thought that was yeah, weird. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, people used to text battle. Wow. Yeah. And I thought that was mad but I had remember them old it's like school. me when I'm arguing with my missus about not, <laughs> yeah, the text, about not changing the washing. <laughs> yeah. I'm at the, what the pub. Text. I'm not coming home. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, leave me alone. <laughs> with an emoji now like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they ended up, I don't even know how I got into it. I remember just writing a rap battle weird like I've never done it before just rhyming and I thought well, I like this and then I kept doing that and then I built like a mad little internet following doing it ah, right. and then MySpace came about Yeah. and I got a microphone little PC mic with a little microphone coming off I remember it being bright green from Argos <laughs> it sounded like I was recording in a washing machine <laughs> but uh, I started rapping over songs like actual songs because I couldn't get beats Yeah, yeah. and uh, just turned the volume way up so it was just terrible to listen to Started putting them out on a website called SoundClick and I ended up getting quite a decent following off it. Oh, nice. Man. Wow. Got into the studio and when I was watching to my first studio, I was like, whoa, this is mad. I wasn't rapping over the top of Biggie's voice anymore. Like, yeah, yeah, Trying to take oh, Biggie oh, off the track. Oh, you use Biggie there, then. I was trying to knock Biggie off the track. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> New rap sensation. That's why I was called Briggsy for a bit. <laughs> oh, so you took his name as well, then? Briggsy yeah. Smalls. <laughs> just had to do 2.0, didn't I? Switch him up a bit. But yeah, no, I just kind of... I fell into it. I didn't really plan to be a rapper or anything. just kind of happened. When I was rapping at first, I only started telling people the last year or so in high school... Yeah, yeah, like no one was doing it. It was like, oh, people used to say, oh, you want to be black and all that. Like, yeah, I, got, yeah. I used to get all I that. Get, I got that a lot. I did turn up in do rags and everything for a year though. Like. Well, we were, <laughs> so, so me and Tom were talking about this last night. Like, um, so when when we first met, I was fifteen ish, fourteen, yeah. fifteen, and I remember having like uh, this fucking it was amazing, this proper nice Machiavelli shirt and just uh, Fubu and um, what was Jay Z's? Jay Z had like a little make out. Oh, Rock Away. Rock Away. Yeah, that was the one. Rock How did you forget that? Um, that kind of stuff. Like, I, I yeah. had all that. Um, and I, I was saying to someone, like, as we were talking about it last night, and I was like, oh, yeah, like, do you remember, like, when you were in school and everyone had have rap battles? And Tomo was like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, you're the same age, pretty much, give or take a school year. Yeah, yeah. Is it a city thing? Is it is it being raised? Because yeah. cause obviously New York, LA, big cities, Manchester, it's a big city. It's not as big as them yeah. cities, obviously. See, in Grimsby, there's no such thing as any rap scene. There's yeah. no, none at all. 
I know, I know a grime artist from Grimsby. Oh, really? I think you might be the only one, though. I remember being in school. Um, it was a couple of years after 8 Mile as well. Like, 8 Mile had yeah. been out. I'm talking, this was like 2004, that, 2005. That must have like egged people on to want to do it more as well. Like, such a big film. Like. so. But yeah. this is what I mean. It was a little bit after that it kind of kicked off again. Because 8 Mile came out, what, like 2001? Something like that, maybe? A bit later. Maybe a bit that. later, yeah. Is that 2006? That was after, nah, yeah. it wasn't 2006, 8 Mile. I don't even know. Someone fact check it. We'll do a fact check and yeah. Give, you, yeah, yeah, give you the thing anyway. But yeah, so 8 Mile came out and it was a little while afterwards anyway that like, I remember my school just went mad and mm. like, um, it was like you'd, you'd be walking down the corridor and you'd see a yeah. crowd in the playground and you'd think, right, there's a fight. Someone's getting their head kicked in and you'd buzz and you'd run over and it'd be two lads, normally lads, stood there. There was a couple of girls actually in my school but be normally lads stood there rap battling. Yeah. And I, I thought it was so good, man, because I'm proper like, you know what I mean? I'm into like peace and shit. I was like, yeah. well, this is stopping the fights. Like, you know what I mean? It stops me getting my head kicked in for being a fat shit. Um, you told me earlier on that you'd lost one fight in I've 15. only ever lost one fight in my Said life. Said I'd had yeah. 15 fights as a kid Round about that. Last one. You know. That's good numbers, that. Growing that's up good in show, yeah. mate. Like, you know, it was, it was a lot of scrapping yeah. being a kid. You tried having a play fight with me earlier on and realised that I'm far stronger. Oh, he's than hard as fuck, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've always looked at him and think, yeah. Is that the one you lost? He's just, <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. But no, so so going back to it, so yeah, I mean, I remember like the deputy had like grabbing us one day and, and pulling me to one side and like, look, this has, this has to stop. This is causing trouble. And I was like, we could be fighting, sir. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so yeah. like rap battling that way is like, I'd rather the kids be doing that. Oh yeah, well like I, I, I done don't flop for nine years and I think there was one fight in nine years. Jeez, that's, that's what I mean. What, how can you someone stop that from happening? Like, it's such a good thing that people at a young age was being creative as well. Exactly. Yeah. Like you're being creative. Poetically. Yeah, but you're being, you know, you're, you're sort of... 100%. Yeah, yeah, you're shouting at me for what my English teacher has taught me yeah. to do. Well, it's got to the oh, point now. It's like yeah. a job now. Like, like I say, when I do this probably battle things, they, they, they all know two probably two months in advance who they're battling. Yeah. So for the next two months, they're all writing, preparing. Is that how it works? So you know who you're gonna battle. Yeah. All my, so all my events are on. So we used to do what's called the pit. So you'd go kind of eight mile without the stage. So you'd go and everyone would circle you like a fight, like a school fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're qu- quite intense. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, but we do the pit now because we try and make the battlers more celebrity based because they're massive now around the world. They've all got big, massive fan bases. So we put them on stage now and it's like performance has now become a part of it. So they're like theatre performers because they have to memorise the scripts which they've wrote themselves. Yeah. And within that script, they're also writing their own directions and cues. Like some people like O'Shea will have a prop that he'll bring out and you mm-hmm. all, it's all about time and it's... It's getting these kids into it now. Like we have a kid who's fourteen that's just got involved. Wow, that young. Well, we've had loads, but the only thing we struggle with is getting them into venues because our venues are always yeah open eighteen. Do you find that with it being rap battle, do you think people might associate it with all oh, people be like all hanging around on street corners and doing this and doing that, or um, like you've just saying, it's more creative? Oh yeah, it's, it's, there's two films coming out this year about it. One of them was produced by Eminem, yeah, uh, called Bodied. And one produced, uh, directed by Ed Lilly in London, uh, called Versus, which is out this year. So it's it's a weird thing that the mainstream are taking to, but there is also that side of people don't get it still. Yeah, yeah. Like when I try to explain to, I'm all right because I've because I've been doing it for so long now. I've got like a, a name with all venue promoters and everything now. So when I chat to them, they they know what I'm doing. When I first started, it was like, right, I'm going to do a rap battle event. They'd be like, not proud that you're doing that, in it? Yeah, and yeah, And they'd be yeah. like, look. Because in... it sounds like, it does sound, you know, troublesome. And, and oh, yeah. I guess, yeah. you know, because rappers got such a... Yeah, and you think with 8 Mile as well, as all like the running around with the guns, and it's like, and it's not like that. No, it's like, not like that at all. Like you say, people are working hard and doing what they're doing. 
regardless of whether you're working on a film script or whether you're working on a, a, a script as such for a, yeah. a, 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 a rap battle, it's like, yeah, it can be associated with being like a bit of an angry mm. hobby. Oh, yeah, it's, it's definitely not that at all. Like, some of the people that came, not even to name drop, but some of the people that came through Don't Flop, which in our established was like Rizzle Kicks, yeah. Rag and Bowl Man, and you wouldn't associate them with really? battle rap. Wow. Yeah. So Pro Green as well. Pro Green was a battle rapper, yeah. Yeah, yeah he was a battle rapper, wasn't he? Yeah. There's some brilliant videos of him on YouTube with Give his little it. signboard around his name yeah, and his name on jump it. Off. Um, and yeah, and he, I, I thought that was brilliant. And, and now, like, he uses his platforms for such good like some of the documentaries that he makes yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and things like that. And, uh, you know, like good good people do come from that sort of scene. Yeah, you know? oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you've got to be a certain kind of person as well because, like, one thing that I suppose you've got to get used to is um, getting getting called names, oh, getting yeah. called whatever. Like, how do it's, you not take that seriously? It's like boxing. You both know what you're getting yourself in for. Like, if I go in a boxing ring, I know this guy is going to punch me in the face. Yeah, yeah. So if I'm accepting to battle this guy, I know two months in advance what he's going to say. I know he's going to say some stuff I don't like. Yeah, yeah. It's part of it. I can't be... If I'm upset, these people that have come into it and got upset and you never see them again. Yeah, yeah, like, of course. It just is what it yeah, is. Yeah, you it's, can't get too attached to, to what they're yeah, saying. Yeah, it's just a weird sport. It's Yeah, and it's just like having... like With the banter that me and my friends have nowadays, is like... To, to people from outside yeah. who might listen to what we're saying to each other, people will be like, fucking Jesus, man. Like, exactly. Shouldn't be saying shit like that to each other, but it's like, you sort of know it's only, it's only sort of, you're yeah, only you having a bit that, of banter, yeah. you're having a, a bit of a laugh. Oh, yeah. Um, which I suppose is a bit similar in, in exactly. a rap battle. If you, if you ever go to an event, you'll literally see at the start of the battle, both battlers will shake hands. As soon as the final round's called, and if it's yeah. me hosting, I'll, Get the crowd to make noise or whatever, yeah. and you'll both see them cuddling, saying, "Oh, mm. laughing at lines they what, said about each other and stuff." What's the worst thing that anyone's ever said to you in a in, to me in a battle? Oh, I've been quite lucky, you know. People just <laughs> usually go for what I look like, so I usually get a lot of ginger jokes. Um, my girlfriend's called Billy Jean, so I get a lot of Michael Jackson shit. Fucking <laughs> um, <laughs> hell! But I'm quite good at freestyling, so yeah, I, I can yeah, flip things. So, if so this, you can turn it around quick. Yeah, so this. Say something to me that I think, right, I can flip that while they're still going for the next 30, 40 seconds. I'm in my head structuring a line. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. if I get this off, the crowd's going to go mental and it doesn't really matter what I say. There was that. one that we watched, actually, where you it was something, I think you got called a garden gnome. Yeah, and that was the you flipped it straight on, because I was like, he didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah, and you yeah. flipped it straight on and it was like, yeah, that was it. That was my first ever battle, that. Oh, was it? First ever battle. Fuck. And I only, ended, I only got into that battle randomly. The guy who was battling was meant to battle Raptor. Ah, right, and, okay. Uh, Raptor went to prison the night before, so the guy was on Facebook giving it the big... He's not very good at turning up to things, no, is he? Yeah, no, Raptor was supposed to be here today, guys. But, um, he's he's, out he's in jail now. He's in jail, he got sent to prison. <laughs> I think he went on the cess last night after City uh, won the league. Hey, fair play. But um, yeah, he, he ended up going to prison, and then the guy was on Facebook giving him a lot of shit. So I was like, fuck it, I'll jump in and let me do it. Yeah. And then I've not been able to get out of it since. I love that attitude of... Fuck it, I'll just try it, I'll give yeah, it a I go. I had to lose, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's had, it, man. I had I'm... a bit of a buzz doing music anyway, and it was like, it'll just be another yeah. bowl to the adult sort of It's thing. that attitude in life that'll get you somewhere. I mean, like, for me, when I was a kid, um, <laughs> not to bang on about anything that we do, because that's not what this podcast is about, but um, just on what you've been saying there, I, when I was a kid, I, I got asked um, to audition for a film, and I'd never done it before, and, yeah. and literally, in my head, I just thought... Fuck it, what have I got to lose? Exactly. And here we are now, sat here doing this podcast, you know. So, like, it, I, I think that attitude in life. You've got to have, yeah, you've got to have a bit of balls. Even, yeah. like, so even with this podcast, like, it was just like, you know what? I like podcasts. Yeah, if it yeah, don't work, it don't work, does it? Yeah, if it don't work, yeah. that's it. We've, we've worked, like, we've if, you never went, if, you never, if you never stepped in, 
what you know, w- would it have been the same as where you are I now? I honestly don't know what I'd be doing now. Like I said, I was doing all right with music. I was getting about. I had shows coming up everywhere. Probably just cracked on doing that. I don't know mm. where I would have been with that, but yeah, because this battle scene is so demanding, that kind of took a back roll to Does music. Does it take up a lot of your life? Like, yeah, well, I run a business doing it now, so like, it's just... even on the way in, I'm e- sending emails to sponsors, and especially with the launching next year, the free division, it's just going to be mental. <sighs> yeah, yeah, that sounds great. And and the, the, I know you've just been saying that there's a couple of films that Eminem's producing. Yeah, that for your scene as well must do it good. No, it'll either do it massive or it'll do it. Terrible. What to put? Yeah. What I mean it, it like one of them's a portray jokey it. one in it. So one of them's bodied, which is produced by Eminem. Um, that's based in Canada and America. Um, that's got there's a Canadian league called King of the Dot, who are like probably the second biggest league in the world. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of the battle rappers from there that are in the film. So it's written by a battle rapper. All right. So I'm guessing that film it's won a few festival awards. So I'm guessing that's going to be because it's Good a one. battle rapper who's wrote it. Yeah, I can't so imagine Eminem would probably put his. Yeah, he's not going to put his brand to it like that. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other one is a bit. Versus, I've not seen. The only thing I know about Versus is Shotty that I run the company. So Shotty's the biggest battle rapper to ever come from England. Oh, really? Um, he's the highest viewed English speaking rap battle ever. Oh, wow. Um, wow. So he's he's the villain in this film. He's never acted before. He got called into it. But Ed Lilly's won. You know, he's won BAFTA awards. He's, yeah, he's yeah, done yeah. quite a few things, um, and I know Shotty wouldn't put his brand to anything that. Yeah, so that, shit. so that hopefully for for you guys that'll do it good because it'd be brilliant if more people did get into it, especially in the towns as yeah. well. Like for Grimsby, like there's oh, yeah. nothing like that in Grimsby, and I'm assuming it's the same in like the surrounding towns. I like, drive round in sick whips, eating yeah. fish and chips, that kind so of there shit. There you go. Grimsby, That's the it? kind of lyrics that you can get from Grimsby. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But you know, you know what I'm saying. Like if the the towns like Scunthorpe and Lincoln. Yeah, yeah. If they can get onto it, it can become a bigger thing, and you know it, oh, would, it would be brilliant. It's a it's a massive scene with the students. That's where it is. We we're trying to take it a little bit further out. Like we've got Geo Guys, our main sponsor. We're trying to break into the fashion side of it with merchandise. Um, there's loads of avenues can go. It just needs to be run like a business now, not a hobby. That's it. That's it. Yeah. It's, it's the only way. Um, who'd win a rap battle, Biggie or Tupac? Tupac. Ooh. Ooh, oh, that quick away. off the mark. Do you reckon? Tupac. Because of like we were saying, he's he's a clever. Yeah. He's a clever man. But what about a fight? <laughs> if there was a fight, who would win? Right, I'll spin it back a little bit. So rap battle, I think Biggie would win in the room. Tupac would win on camera. Yeah, th- this is my thing with Biggie and Tupac, you see. I I, I think, I think, and, I, and I've got the same theory with uh, Jay-Z and Nas. Um, bigger, Nas. Yeah. Better lyricists, better rappers, smarter. In in, in certain, uh, there's some bars of Tupac's that you can't ignore and Jay-Z's. Uh, Jay-Z, Tupac, better entertainer. By far, like Tupac, Tupac put on a show. I'm gonna throw this microphone like, <laughs> out the window in a minute. <laughs> no, no, but like, no, like still amazing rappers. I'm not discouraging. Nas, that. I'll give you off. Biggie's not a better lyricist than Tupac. Tupac told stories. Yeah, but Biggie told stories. Yeah, but man. Were... yeah. No, Biggie told stories. So what about? Yeah, but um... Tupac wrote the stories and Biggie like lived the stories. If you know. What yeah, I mean. but that's what we were saying before. Yeah, yeah. But again, you know, you know, we kind of established that. I guess Tupac was kind of a social commentator. Yeah. On on what he was seeing. So yeah, I mean, you know, one of my favorite Tupac. So all my favourite Tupac songs are the deeper story ones like yeah. Dear, Dear Mama uh, Brenda's Got a Baby um, stuff like that but then you know with Big It I think you know Suicidal Thoughts oh no yeah he was, wow. he was a great rapper he was a like, great rapper just I can't listen to that and not go shit this guy's good man yeah. like you know the whole like fuck it when I die I want to go to hell because I'm yeah. a piece of shit and hard to fucking tell like he just he he does tell a great story as well. I guess it's it again. I'm fighting with an inner urge, here, man. It's it's horrible. It's like I'm. 
it's like I'm punching my sort of 17 young No, I get where you go with it. For me, Biggie was a lyricist, but he was a dumbed-down lyricist. Anyone could understand it. Tupac, you listen to a song, you might not get the meaning four or five times. Yeah, you've got to really listen. Whoa, yeah. yeah. Like, Brenda's got a baby. No one knew it was about a a young black girl who had a baby at 13 was molested by a cousin. He says that in the song, though. But people didn't understand it at first. Ah, right, okay. If you're watching the film, he breaks it down when he's sat with Interscope and they're like, we're not putting a song out about a girl being molested and he's like, this is happening everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. It's a lot deeper than that. Like, I think that's the thing with Tupac. Like, his lyrics are, sometimes with that intense story, like, layered, you'd go, I didn't really like that song until you'd, you'd probably be on a bus one day listening going, Oh shit, that's what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. Whereas well, Biggie was just, you knew what he was getting. I, I don't know though, yeah. because Biggie was um, pre Drake, was kind of the uh, most, like, he had a lot of hidden, like, he went after Nas and nobody knew about it. He went after, I think, Buster Rhymes yeah. and nobody went about it. He obviously went after Tupac and Tupac fought, he meant him, and there was the whole way of who shot you and obviously songs after that, but. You know, so uh, there was a lot of smart bars there. Like when he when he went in for Nas in 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 tracks and that, like you know, the underrated King of New York and all that. Like he, people didn't get it until a while after and yeah. didn't know, still don't know one hundred percent. Like was he was he going for Nas there? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I, I, there is that as well. Like he he was smart in the way of he could hide. Yeah, he could call you out and not you not know it at the same yeah. time, which was quite clever. I think Biggie was very good. I do, I, like, I'm not sitting there saying he was the worst. Uh, he's like, say, he's in my top ten. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a yeah, great rapper. Yeah. Um, but I just think when it comes down to the top two. Yeah. And what about Tupac in, in, other, in other things then? So, like, acting and stuff like that? Because, obviously, he did, he, did, he did some great films, like, it, Above the yeah. Rim. Bishop and Juice. Yeah, oh, yeah, Juice, mate. What a film, man. Was he a better actor than... Andrew Ellis, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, yeah, just a, a, just a touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he nearly got the. Uh, did you know he nearly got the one of the parts in Cool Runnings? Tupac. Tupac. You know what yeah. I thought he was going to say? That he nearly got the part in This Is England. <laughs> yeah. Tupac, Tupac, Tupac was very nearly gadget. <laughs> Tupac um, is gadget. Imagine. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, film wise, because uh, I, I, you know I didn't know we were going to bring that up. You know, obviously. Tupac doing other kind of avenues. Yeah. Apparently, I didn't know this, and when I was doing a bit of research, Biggie was scheduled to be in a film alongside De Robert De Niro. Oh, why? What film was that? I'm not sure. He didn't he do did that Wikipedia, Wikipedia wouldn't tell me. I did try. I don't know if the film happened or not after that, but yeah, he was going to be in a film with Robert De Niro. Um, he obviously couldn't be in it because yeah. he got shot. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's cool. Like, Tupac was in some big films. Yeah. He was not De Niro-style films, though. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know? was De Niro the De Niro of then though? De Niro, yeah, this <laughs> yeah, is like nineties vibes. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's all it was pre it was pre Meet the Parents. I'm put sure, it that way. I'm sure, if you search my name, I was meant to be in something I've not never had a talk with. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how big he would be as an actor if you watch him in interviews. He's quite. He was quite quiet. Yeah, quite cool, laid back. Yeah, he just. Such a like baller, that, man! Like, oh yeah, you, that's Some one thing you were you were saying yesterday when watching it, and I was just thinking. Fucking what a what a geezer! Just like, I think, just I don't know. He's just like I love the, the just the big lad who's just like yeah, big give a shit. He's just cool. As and fuck, he put on a show right? again, like oh, Tupac, yeah. like you know, like he, he he put on a show like when he walked out um his album launch party. Famously, him and Puff were kind of dressed like actual yeah. na- like nineteen thirties New York gangsters, and he took his name Biggie Smalls. He took that name from uh, a film, a gangster film. Because uh, he got sued over that, apparently, I didn't know as well. Right. Uh, the guy who, 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 who someone to do with the film, that, yeah. sued 
bigger, so that's why he he, he went from Biggie Smalls to Notorious B.I.G. Because oh. the guy was like, that's my character's name in the film, mate. You can't. There's a few that have done that. 50 Cent and Rip Ross and stuff. Yeah, 50 all Cent, yeah, 50 yeah. 50 Cent, Rip Ross, they're all gangsters. Eminem, famously Eminem. Um, named sweets. after the sweets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know why Eminem's called Eminem, Tomo? Why didn't I know? Oh, let me guess. This blew chocolate? my mind. No, this blew my mind. Why? Do you know why? Yeah, his name's Marshall Marshall Mathers, Eminem. Oh. In his early days, he did used to write M and M. Yeah, yeah. So what, what is his real name then, M&M's? Marshall, Marshall Mathers. Marshall Mathers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that for me, like when we, when, whenever I think of rap battles, I do think of the... Eight Mile. Eight, eight mile, mile, everybody in the 313. Eminem was a real rap battle before. Base, eight Mile is basically based on his life. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's like, did, did you... When, so when that came out and you watched that, yeah. was you like, shit, man, that's a sick film? Uh, yeah, I, I loved Eight Mile. Because um, one of my mates said that's overrated. Ooh, I know. That, that's what I that thought. Podcast. You know what? He's that, not coming on the podcast. That was a brilliant film. I can't even lie. I thought, and he was brilliant as well. Yeah, Brittany Murphy was good. Yeah, um, <sighs> amazing. Mackay Firefall. The cast yeah. was class. Yeah, yeah it, was it was brilliant. Amazing. Yeah. Like uh, even like still now, like um, I still watch that. What's now? his face? Yeah, who who played Tupac in Notorious is in is in Anthony Mackie. Yeah, yeah. He's in he's in that isn't he? and 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 now obviously he's like doing very very yeah. well. I think the thing with the new film, Notorious was a good film. I don't think you can do Tupac off the Tupac film. That, I didn't think it was a great was, film, yeah. It was poor. I walked out the cinema. All Eyes thinking, on Me. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was terrible. I said this too. You, did, you enjoyed it, didn't you? I loved All Eyes on Me. Yeah. yeah. I suppose I, if you don't... To be no, fair, I've been waiting story. for the film for like yeah. 15 years. A, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're saying. Uh, when yeah. Notorious came out, I was like, yes, they're going to do Tupac one. Yeah. Men, men. And well, then you, it was like, they're not, they're not. And the guy they got to play him, though, Look like Shit, him. Man, do you remember the picture that went out a couple of years yeah, ago? Yeah, the BT one. Yeah, and, and everyone was like, because there's a whole thing. Did you know people think that Tupac's? Yeah, but there's a whole conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that for a long time. I did genuinely buy into that for a bit. Yeah, did you I, ever buy into I'll, it? I'll still, said we do. Yeah, yeah. I always <laughs> used to say as a kid, I was like, yeah, Tupac's yeah. alive, man. He's such a philosopher. Like he'll come back. Because he left so many messages in his music. Exactly. But and that everything was, weighed up. But yeah. that was due to because he called himself Machiavelli. The, the Machiavelli, yeah. And then the actual real Machiavelli yeah, was, was a philosopher from back in the day. Yeah, they used you... to say faking your own death in war. Yeah, yeah. You could basically surprise the enemy. So there's shit like that. Because, I mean, there's stuff like when I was a kid, uh, one of the biggest ones was um, uh, Inducer. And yeah. it says, like, blew up like the World Trade. Like, we listened to it on the way in. And yeah. I was like, as a kid, I was going, how the fuck? Did yeah. You? Didn't realise, obviously. There was, there was an, no, no, there was an attack yeah. uh, in the 90s on oh, the World Trade. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick. Someone drove a lorry well, the thing. It, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's where that comes from. But because of this whole thing, like conspiracy, conspiracy of Tupac yeah. being alive and Biggie being alive, and, you know, you know, is there anything you reckon in, um, because again, doing the research of this, like Biggie was uh, in the frame for, for, for Tupac's death? I don't. For me, I think it was point. a weird thing. Yeah, I think I don't think either of them had anything to do with killing each other. Yeah, I don't. They were both friends for a bit, weren't yeah, they? Exactly. Until uh, Tupac got jumped. But what do you reckon happened there? Being a big Tupac fan and and, with and the obviously... jump, all the killing. Or... Do you reckon that was a misunderstanding with the jumping first? Do you jump, that was a misunderstanding? Yeah. So what happened was from from what I've got, I've done a bit of research on this when I was a kid, um, just like any mad Tupac fan probably yeah. did. So Biggie was recording in the studio upstairs. Yeah. Tupac had got into recording the same studio. And been jumped yeah. at the door by four lads. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but it basically came out who it was that was behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they shot him five times. Um, 
And then apparently he was really paranoid after that incident. He didn't know it was, but then Biggie dropped a song called "Who Shot, Shot You," yeah, yeah, which yeah, is one. poor timed. Yeah, yeah, if that was me and that was one of my friends, so, it was poor time then. Yeah, hundred percent. So if you got shot now and I'm your friend, and then two weeks later I put a song called "God Who Shot You," when you don't it know, it just don't make sense. Yeah, yeah. Why would he do that? I guess. Yeah. A, I think it's, it's, it's under bad pressure from the record. Label. But the lyrics, you know, like um, in "Who Shot You," like they, they they're not. They don't sound like they're aimed at Tupac, but some yeah. of them can be misconstrued in that it's way. A, it's you context. If from. you're, if you don't, if everyone's going around the media saying who shot Tupac, yeah, you're paranoid anyway. And then Biggie yeah. goes, you're in the I've same building as Bigger yeah. at the time, and all these people, and then they drop a song called "Who Shot You." You're probably gonna go, "Fuck it, he shot me." Yeah, yeah, it was clearly him. Yeah, that... and then you're gonna go, "Who shot you?" Punks didn't finish. Now you're about to feel the wrath of a menace, which he did. And yeah. Which then lost what we touched on it earlier. Would be people around him as well going, yeah, have you heard what Big well, said? Well, yeah, there's, there's, there's obviously Shug Knight there yeah. doing his thing. Talking his hair. Yeah, so Shug Knight, T, I know you watched All Eyes yeah, on yeah, you, so yeah. he was like, I mean, he, I think he's still in jail now, isn't he? Or, or yeah, he, he ran someone over on the end yeah. of the race shoot. So he basically, like, he was very into keeping it kind of fucking old school. Like you were saying before, like P. Diddy in, in Notorious Skills, look, I want her hear people rapping about being on the streets. I don't want to hear people rapping while they're on the streets or yeah, whatever yeah. he said. And and I think Shug Knight was yeah. the opposite. He was like, if you're going to come here and talk gangster, you got to be a gangster. you got to Yeah, because he was very full on, wasn't he? Like, oh, yeah. Even with his people on his label, like if you fucked with him, he'll, he'll just mess you up. Well, there's that like, scene just... in... Have you seen uh, the NWA film, Straight Outta Compton? No, no, no. So there's a scene in that because Dre famously went to uh, Death Row Records, which Shug Knight ran, yeah. um, and quit because... Um, because he saw someone get absolutely levered for like basically not doing his toll, I think, or something. Yeah. Um, and then Dre and Tupac fell out. Tupac yep. famously fallen out with a lot of people because didn't he do uh, Cal? What was it? What was the song? California Love. No, they did California Love, and then was it to live and die in LA? Yeah, yeah. Where it's the beginning, he says California Love Part Two. We've had that gay ass Dr. Dre. Yeah. When I heard that as a kid, I was like, "What's Dre done, man? What's Dre done?" Because Eminem had just come out. I love Dre, and I'm like, "Don't come on, Tupac." Don't I think the thing there Dre. was like. Tupac went to prison, then he couldn't afford bail. And so, yeah, Shug Knight paid Shug Knight paid bail, yeah, yeah, bail yeah. so he felt like he owed everything. Yeah, yeah. And then got with death row. Which I'm assuming, if someone's trying to kill you, your head's going to be all over the place anyway, yeah, isn't yeah, it? So yeah, yeah. You come then, out of jail, someone's looking after you with money and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously after that, like, the the shooting, the jumping, uh, who shot you? And was it Hail Mary? Tupac's one back to it. Hit what? him up. Hit him up, that's it. Hail Mary's there. The other one in it. Hit him up, came out. Then there was the Source Awards, yeah. 1995, when um, Shug basically stood in front of it. it was Come in New York, yeah. yeah, yeah. Come on, you want to be without the executive producer. All up and then videos. Did Snoop get involved? Snoop and Dre go yeah, up to collect an award. He's like, what? The West Coast, the East Coast don't love Snoop yeah. Dogg. That's Dre. That's my Snoop Dogg, by the way. It's yeah, cool, it's it? good. I think you, <laughs> you sound think more like Snoop Dogg like than Snoop Dogg. In for <laughs> yeah. shizzle. Like, it's like, whoa, yeah. Snoop. Hi, mate. Welcome <laughs> to the podcast. <laughs> Lewis, move over. Put Snoop down. <laughs> um... So yeah, like like we touched on before, like that was such like their music. These these two guys who'd only really been on the scene a little while, changed changed the face of the country for one for oh, for, yeah. for, for one point. 100%. Like it went mad, and like the kind of I, I was saying this as well. Like the we we were touching on it last night. Like, do you reckon both of these, either or, or two packing your thing here? Do you reckon he'd still be your number one spot had he not died and still been carrying on releasing music? Because I love Eminem, right? Yeah. I love Eminem. I know what you're going to say. I'm saving and Eminem. Nowadays, I, I don't really listen to him much because I'm like, for me, I like Eminem when he's talking about his mum being addicted to drugs and he's in his trouble with his ex-wife and him growing up in a trailer park and all that. 
because I can I can't connect to that. Cause yeah. None of that's happened to me, but it's similar enough to the council estate I come on yeah, and I course, can kind of yeah. go, okay, see where you're going from. Now when he's chatting, you know, and he's releasing songs with Ed Sheeran, why did they do that? Um, he's releasing songs with Ed Sheeran. He's got something against that guy, okay, hasn't he? I, I mean, I like, you know, Ed, he's all right. I've not gotten any disrespect against Ed Sheeran, but I just, I just don't want to listen to it. What do you think of Ed Sheeran's rapping? Hey, stick singing. Hey? Stick to singing. Stick to singing. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. like, I, I like Ed Sheeran. My missus loves Ed Sheeran, and, and, and I like a few of his songs. You know he's a mate of mine, um, don't you, pal? I, I, will fuck you I know you was on Game of Thrones <laughs> with Ed Sheeran, Tom. We all know that. Um, nah, Cheers it's, it's, for getting you know, that. And, in, yeah. and fair do to anyone who, who who does that kind of, you know, and 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 he's amazing. I couldn't do it. I can't sing for shit. But anyway, you know, yeah, it's not on Ed Sheeran. Yeah, yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. But what I'm saying is, like, I'd I'd rather listen to that raw, untouched, unfinished Eminem. Do you think Tupac and Biggie would have kept that? Do you think they would have got? Because because they only um, just started getting. Rich. I mean, Biggie died. was always rich because he's because when you find that when someone dies. People care more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is why I think Biggie's yeah. overrated after his death. That's what I because said. Because he got this. glorified more. Because I... he's had he's had one great like. Yeah. Ready to Die was an elite album for me. It was like top ten hip hop yeah. of all time. I said that that like yeah that I think if he if he stayed alive would he have been as big as he? Probably not. I think Tupac would have probably had done the way but... he, his career was looking. He probably would have done another two or three albums and probably gone straight into acting. Do you reckon? Um, yeah, carried on acting. Yeah, yeah he had think, a big yeah. acting career. Did I? I think Biggie um, would have still maybe been doing it. I don't think he'd be. I don't think. I think you'd argue to get him in the top fifty if he'd been doing yeah. that. Yeah, I, I, I think that. I think that because because he switched, didn't he? Because like Biggie said that again, like with um, obviously um, Ready to Die, like you say, phenomenal album, and I still think um, Life After Death's amazing. But he said that in that he was like, you know, I can't talk about dealing drugs and that anymore because. And he still switched it up. He switched it up, and he and he was talking yeah. about being this playboy, even though he's like a big guy. And, and famously, thing... on one of them, I don't I don't know if it's the first album actually. Sorry, this is need fact checking again. Um, when asked in an interview on the back end of the song, uh, of one of his songs, he was getting a blowjob, and he actually yeah, the, 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 the blowjob <laughs> that you're hearing on that track is a real BJ. Which well, is mad. So he, so he did shit like so. So like you know, <laughs> like he, he. I think he could have switched with the flow there bigger. I think he could have stood the test of time a little bit. And I agree with you on Tupac. I think he would have carried on acting. Yeah, I think Tupac would have stepped out because I don't really know where he would have gone. Conquered. He's conquered. He conquered the rap world. Yeah, he did really what he early to do. Like I say, it was all social commentary. He was yeah. talking about issues. He probably he probably still would be doing the odd single maybe here, especially with like Trump being elected. He, oh yeah, he yeah. would have been involved in all that. Bigger, like you say, the nineties big boy player shit kind of died, died out, out yeah. in the late nineties, yeah. early two thousands. Yeah, it suppose. became all Eminem and root, like more, yeah. angry rap, and then it kind of Jay Z is probably the only rapper that's consistently made great music and he's adapted to every sound. Yeah, look at yeah, Nas. Nas is great, but people don't want their stories anymore. Yeah, that's true. J Cole's probably the only one, but even J Cole, people still go the left winger for England. <laughs> yeah, J <John> Cole. <laughs> all right, guys, let me live it down. Um, I think we've, yeah, I mean, I guess it's that point of the podcast where, you know, we, have we changed your mind in any way? Is he moving from six to, like, number two at least? Or... Oh, not number two. <laughs> no? I can't put Biggie above Eminem. Nah, I, I mean, it's a hard one again, isn't it? Because, again, yeah. but Eminem's had a lot more time, um, you know, fortunately for him. But it's what they did. Like, Biggie, yeah, yeah he did one album. Great. Elite album at that. Where'd you go from there? Well, you know, yeah, exactly. I'd argue, I'd argue he's not top. I'd argue he's fifth best rapper from New York. Okay. And you okay. think even if he never, if he never, like, sadly got shot, he would, he wouldn't still be in your top five. No. 
No. I don't no. see you don't you didn't see the potential in him. No, he, like I say, he was a good rapper. He was a very good rapper. But for me, if he didn't top his first album, most like for example, Eminem, yeah. Eminem had Slim Shady, Marshall Mathers LP, both Marshall Mathers LP, six. Absolutely two, Slim Shady. Sorry, go on. No, no, I was just gonna say that like, Tupac had better day, uh, not better days, Me Against the World, uh, Strictly. Yeah, like got, four get or better five and better. great albums. Yeah, mm. I like, think I think it's important um, for any band or any rapper or any singer if you knock out a first album that's brilliant and everyone loves. The, the pressure that you add on that first album is nothing compared to what's going oh, to no. on your second. Because everyone's like, wow, that first album was brilliant. And then it's like, ah. Look no. at the Arctic Monkeys now dropped an album the other day and everyone's like... Yeah. Oh, I mean, it style. is good. It is, I, I do like, I'm a big yeah. fan of that album. But yeah, um, yeah I think f- it's important. It's important to... You have to keep up, don't you? Yeah, you've yeah, got yeah, a lot exactly. of pressure on you. Here's one for you. Just, uh, so we've not changed your mind. No, no. He's, still, he's top 10. But yeah, yeah. I'm still okay, yeah. I'll, I'll take that. Um, here's one for you, which is a little fact to, to, to end it on. Go here's on. a mad one. So, uh, Biggie got f- nominated for four Grammys, but he never won. Yeah. I don't think Tupac won one either. In 1996, he was nominated for a Grammy for best rap, solo rap performance for his track, Big Papa. Yeah. Interestingly, Tupac was also nominated that year for Dear Mama, as I said before, one of my favourites. Yeah. Absolute banger. Guess who won it that year in what song? 1996. 96. What rapper? Rapper. Guess the song as well. That'd be something daft, wouldn't it? Vanilla Ice or something. Coolio, Gangsters Paradise. Beating Dear you know Mama. What? That's a great song, though. Well, I think the film helped because it went on. Um... Yeah, it's, uh, Dangerous Minds. Dangerous Minds. That's I was gonna say. Suspicious Minds. That's a good film. That. Great film. Uh, and then the next year, uh, no, sorry, two years later, nineteen ninety-eight, Biggie was nominated again for a Grammy for best uh, solo rap performance for Hypnotize. Again, another banger. Yeah. Uh, Tupac wasn't in that that year. Um, When's that, 97? 98, this. Uh, the following nominees... Biggie was... This is post-humorous. Biggie <laughs> right, was dead yeah. as well. Uh, other nominees in that year was heavyweights like Missy Elliott, LL Cool J, Buster Rhymes. Guess who they lost to that year? Go on. The same person that uh, later Amma. would marry. Uh, Tupac's love of his life. Will Smith. Will Smith with Men in Black. No, it sounds how's, like how's, wow. it, seriously, how's hypnotised though? It Being sounds beat like by the success of the film. It's the films, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and it's, it's sort of the audience that that gets as well. Like yeah. it become, They become the commercial things, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's like nowadays, if you get a great song, that's even at the Brit Awards or whatever, if you get a brilliantly written song, but if like if Justin Bieber's got one, chances are Bieber's going to win it. Unfortunately, Tom Oliver. Yeah. yeah. Love you, Bieber. <laughs> I like a bit of Bieber. Yeah. Like. No, really? I, I, like I can't Bieber, yeah. do See what it I mean? to myself, man. I, I think, I, I mean, I, I, he's, he's like, he's, this is a whole different podcast on its own, but I mean, his <laughs> life's fascinating. Like, the pressure that kid's got. He's, too, is, yeah. he's like Again, a modern day yeah. Tupac. He is, kid. yeah. And it, I'm like, going to say that now. That's weird wow, for me to that's say. that's some yeah. wisdom being But no, in, in, the, in, the, in the spotlight that he's in and, and the pressure that's on his shoulders, he can't live a normal life. Yeah. No, it's a magic. And it's like Tupac. He's done a lot of naughty things, though, like drink driving and stuff. You can't. You, you, you give can't any 21 year old 50 million quid, you're going to make the headlines for whatever reason. I mean, I'm 30, give me 50 million quid. I'm going to be dangerous. Yeah, I mean, if anyone wants to give any of us. 50 million quid yeah. like we're all sound we'll just help each other we'll out social commentary yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be um, dead within weeks I think that's all we've got time for unfortunately yep. we've not managed to change Lucy's mind which no. you know it's fair enough it's a strong opinion and, and like no. I say I'm battling it and hard. it was a big one it was a, such a big it's thing it's such a well. big topic man yeah. Tupac and Biggie but um, thanks very but much no, yeah, for coming on cheers for coming on I appreciate it thank you very much cheers. Bison Briggs
Um, that that for me was a learning curve. Educational. Educational. Mm. Um, and what we was talking about when we said about can the rap battle stig not stigma, but when you talk about rap rap battle, will yeah. people who don't necessarily know much about it think of it as an angry sport? And you know, when Lewis was saying. Um, there's only what is his, his 15 years and he's only seen one fight. Or yeah, exactly. Like that. Yeah, yeah, that was with. Which I think it's brilliant. Yeah, and it's like yeah. it, I, I love that. I, I think it's something that's portrayed in the not not portrayed in the media, but when people watch Eminem, um, mm-hmm. Eight Mile, and when they watch All Eyes on Me, and they might watch Notorious, they yeah. might think, oh, it's just loads of guys running around with guns and wanting to fight yeah. each other, and it's like that's how it how it has been yeah but now it's actually it's it's become an art yeah like, i mean yeah rap battling like you say like like lewis said then it's it's a sport it is yeah, a sport it's, it's a sport it's a verbal sport people are as, as he does now with premier battles if you uh, google them and whatnot have a look at them and go and get to an event uh as he does with premier battles now he does it in teams so he's made it even more sport like he has like a i think one's called shark sitter against whoever whatever United or whatever and I don't sorry Lewis if you listen I don't know the team names I know Sharks is one I think um, and it is, it is a sport it's amazing but yeah you're right you know um, I guess you know we touched at the intro there about the media's perception of I guess hip hop as a whole uh, and uh, you know it's just an art form and, and we talked in the interview about you know were these guys uh, being characters or were they actually just social commentators a lot of the time. Tupac, social commentator. Yeah, I mean, he's, he, Tupac really stood for something, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he, yeah. he? He got into he got into what he did to try and change the world. Well, his mum was get his... in the Black Panther movement. So yeah, exactly. from that stock of, like, you stand up for what you believe yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. You know, rightly so, man. Yeah, of course. I mean, it, it, from what from what we know, from what the media write and from what we, we research... Back in then, in them days in America, man, must have been so difficult. It's crazy, man. It's it's it's, in, it's it's insane. Yeah. I mean, the way, it's... the way they was trapped by the police and uh-huh. it, it's it's disgusting. Um, and thankfully everything's changed. And well, it's it's, it's I don't know, I don't know. But I've well, yeah. changed. Who are we to say we don't exactly. live there? But yeah, of course. Um, and yeah, and it, 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 that that's that's what Tupac stood up to, um, and really sort of put that out in his music and. In 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 the way that he portrayed himself in the media, um, whereas Biggie mm-hmm. was a real street kid, he was tough. He he didn't just he he didn't he wasn't a rapper. He was a real yeah yeah street yeah, yeah. kid. Yeah, um, and you can tell that in the in the two ta- like in the because they're very similar rappers, but they're not in a way. You know, they're sort of I yeah. think the rap the rap about. Biggie will rap about real stuff that he's yeah, actually yeah, yeah. been through. But yeah, but like you say, the, yeah, and Tupac will commentate on stuff yeah of course um, but yeah which I think is an interesting it was interesting to learn about and you know it was good to get Lewis's sort of views on it and yours as well yeah I mean I like I say I've, I've grown up loving that kind of music uh, it's, it's been a big part of my life um, again it, 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 it always boggles my mind why it always boggles my mind why a young white working class lad from South Manchester mm. can be so into that music yeah. do you know what I mean and, yeah. and and it is it's crazy, but I love it. I love well, that music. Well, that's it. You love music. what you love. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's just it, it says something to me, and I love it. But yes, yeah, so that's episode two, guys. That's uh, that's us kind of yeah. done. We don't know who we're having next week, so it's a surprise to us as well. And um, because uh, like we said on the last podcast, I think we've recorded these two together. 
Um, so these are kind of pilots. So we're, we're watching these now somewhere in the future. Somewhere yeah. in the future, a slightly older Andy Ellis and a slightly yeah. older Thomas Turguzzler is um, watching uh, the stats on these podcasts and thinking, you know what, it's going to be fun. Let's yeah. do more. And oh, it's like, you know, shit, that's not... I, I mean, we've enjoyed it and the guests have enjoyed I've it. Loved and, today. And, yeah, uh, I've yeah, loved today. Yeah, it's been podcasts. brilliant. So hopefully, you know, if, if you guys want to hear more, then yeah, just tag us in on Twitter and, and let us know what, what you think. Um, who you want to see. Yeah, who you want, want, want to see. We said that last on. time, didn't we? Who, yeah. who would you want to see? Let us know again. If you think, oh, you know what, actually, there's this guy who I know does this, and it's you know it's a bit mad. Let us know. I mean, we want to talk to people who, who just who who do mad stuff or interesting stuff, and have got a strong opinion about something that they think's a bit daft, yeah. a bit overrated. I guess. Yeah, that's what we want to know. We want to chat to real people. So yeah, yeah. I hope you've learned something anyway, guys, and I hope you uh, come back for more. Um, thank you very much. Get us on. Andy L.P. Ellis on Twitter. Yeah, and Thomas Turgus one Yeah, that's the one. Cheers, Perfect. guys. Thank you. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.